All right, so we have Alexa from Alexa Karen Photography. Alexa, thanks for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to chat. Yeah, totally. Um, I guess to kick us off, maybe you can give us a you know, quick little intro, little bio, uh, kind of who you are, what you're about, what you've been up to. Yeah, so my name's Alexa. I am 25. I live in um, Des Moines, Iowa. I am a newlywed, sort of. I've been married for the, just over a year. I'm also a um, wedding photographer primarily, but I also do a lot of family sessions, senior photography, um, a little bit of commercial work here and there. So I kind of um, like to keep it sort of broad. I'm open to shooting lots of different different things. Um, I went to school in Michigan, actually. I went to, I graduated from, now it's Calvin University. It was Calvin College when I went there. And I majored in graphic design. Um, so I have a background in a lot of like businessy things and um, creative. I've, I'm definitely a strong mix of the boat of both of those things, which works out really well for, you know, being doing the creative side of my business. And then also the more strategic business minded things um, with photography, having my own business, it just kind of, it works really well. So um, about me personally, I kind of want to start from the beginning of your photography career. Uh, kind of how that came about. Was it, you know, when you're at Calvin college, uh, was that something you were doing on the side? Were you doing that like as a little side hobby or, or was it out of necessity? Tell me. So I actually started with photography in high school. Um, I had a really awesome high school art teacher and we did a lot of photography as, um, part of like our course curriculum. And so I was taking like lots of pictures for like, um, just like on vacations and of my sister and, and things like that. And then um, I actually started, I don't know if you're familiar with like the Net Honor Society. I was a part of that and you have to like accumulate a certain amount of like volunteer hours. So I actually started doing photography sessions and I don't, I don't know if this would technically be like allowed, but they my, my like advisor counted it for me. So I was doing photography sessions for some like families in my community um, and different little businesses and things like that. And I was counting that towards like my National Honor Society hours. And then once I had reached all of my volunteer hours, I um, still had people who were like uh, asking me to do their pictures. I had kind of like a built up a portfolio. People had seen a little bit of my work. Um, so then I started charging just a little bit for uh, mostly family sessions is what I was doing, like a few seniors um, here and there. But I get that time, the seniors were like older than me because I started probably like my junior year of high school. Um, yeah, so that was kind of like where I really got started. And then I remember, um, I think like the summer after that, when I'm like, okay, people continue to ask me to do this. I kind of want to have a place to, to put all of my work. So I made a Facebook page like for my, uh, photography business. And I remember sitting there and like watching people like my pictures and follow my uh, page and just being like so excited. And um, so from a young age, I just kind of, I really had that like entrepreneur um, mindset, that very business, businessy spirit. And um, so I kind of dove, dove into it. Then I kind of tried to develop a website. I read tons of blogs. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with like Jasmine Star, but 
I, back before she was doing um, just kind of like the marketing education that she does now, she was a really well-known wedding photographer and would put a ton of different like resources on her website for photographers. So like kind of like an educational blog. Um, it's so weird how much things have changed now, but it wasn't even that long ago. So yeah, in high school, I would read photography blogs. I would reach out to um, some local photographers and just try and learn as much as I could. But I actually was never thinking of it being like my full-time career. I'm just a perfectionist. And so I wanted to know everything that I could and do my best for the people who were asking me to do it. I originally um, in high school was planning on going to college for like something in kinesiology or fitness. Um, and then I when I graduated high school and I decided I was going to Calvin, I had kind of pivoted and was thinking maybe more the public relations or communications route. Um, and then I changed my major a few times in college and ended up with graphic design um, and was hoping to do some more marketing work. But when I graduated, I, I got a job and I was doing marketing, but I, I had still done photography like every time I had gone home for the summer and I, w I picked up a few jobs when I was in Michigan um, at college and I had kept it as like a side hustle. And then when I had graduated and I was starting work for someone else, I just kind of kept thinking about how I wanted to like apply what I was doing for these other, um, for who I was working for. And I used that energy and like those skills to grow my own business. And I just kind of like felt like I I was, you know, at work, but I wanted to be working on my own business, my photography business and growing that. So eventually I burst into this and see where it takes me. And so that was, I graduated in December of 2017. I worked for someone else for probably three months before I decided I was going to just pursue my own photography business full force. And so I've been doing that full time since then. So that is um, a long-winded answer for, you know, how I've gotten to where I am at with my current uh, photography business. So, does Is there any part about, I guess, the business side of photography that grosses you out in a way? Because from how you frame that and kind of how you framed your life path, it seems that you kind of jump full force into – you know, like you said, the entrepreneurial spirit, the running a business, uh, which, you know, I'm sure your peers, I'm sure your classmates in graphic design would totally run away from the business side. Um, is there, yeah, is there like, is there a part of the business aspect that you don't like participating in or do you, do you just love, do you prefer the business side over even the creative side? Um, there are definitely parts of it that stress me out and that I don't like. I thankfully i i feel like i've been pretty resourceful and i'm very open to outsourcing a lot of the things that i don't enjoy as much and i've done a lot of research and finding like different software that have really helped me with like workflows and things like that but um so like i use honeybook for like my client um like management and that ha that like saves so much time but it does still require like you have to build out your workflows um you do have to you know stay on top of emails. I would say emailing is just a part of business that really stresses me out, making a feeling like I haven't gotten back to people or um, keeping track of who I've responded to and who I haven't, things like that. And then um, obviously like 
business, you have to really track like your expenses and, and things like that for like accounting. That's not really something that I love, but it's just part of the job. And, you know, maybe eventually I'll get to the point where I can kind of like completely outsource that or like have an assistant or something. But um, yeah, the creative side of business, as far as like branding and marketing and building up like, uh, you know, my social media presence and, and things like that is that all um, are things that I really love. So I would say it's a little bit of a mix, my feelings towards the business side of it. But for the um, I, I do enjoy it. Let's talk a little bit about your very first photography gig or or maybe the for the first one that you got paid for because uh, you were doing senior portraits in college uh, or you said in high school. And where did weddings come in? Yeah, I was actually I was still in high school. I think it was that summer um, like after my might have been after my junior year of high school. So I still had another year left. Um, I was um, I had a someone who had found me, I think, via my Facebook page. And she was having um, a wedding in Okaboji, Iowa, which is like a few hours from where I live. And, you know, she was going to obviously was willing to pay me and, and stuff like that. And I remember just being like so excited and thinking that, okay, this is like for real. Like people like it was a lot of validation in the sense that, you know, it's someone's wedding day. And I know I'm really young, but um, they trust me with their wedding pictures and things like that. So um, I traveled up there with my boyfriend at the time who I hired on as my second shooter. And then I even brought my sister because I used to be so like stressed out about posing and stuff. I would like, I had my iPad and I had screenshots of poses. And so my sister was like responsible for the iPad of poses. And so she would like flip through those for me while I was taking pictures. Now I pretty much do everything on my own. <laughs> Obviously, I don't um, refer to my phone in between each shot anymore. Posing comes pretty naturally. But it was definitely something that had to be learned at first. But yeah, that was kind of like my first thing. And I had to travel for it. So that made it even like more cool and more real. And that was kind of, I guess, the first time I felt like I was maybe considering, you know, taking photography to the next level and more seriously um, about it being like a potential career option. Can you talk about that? sense of validation because i think there's a lot of photographers out there that they they're in the hobby mode and they're looking to go make it a career or they're looking to get their first gig um can you talk about that yeah just the kind of the need for validation or like you know kind of what you're hitting at like the need to feel like you're real or like this is legit or uh you know like we sometimes like don't trust our own skills or we don't trust ourselves until somebody else somebody else trusts us uh what's been your process with kind of going through that or um on that first wedding gig what was that like getting that validation yeah i would say that is 100% a real thing and i think that um in our society that's become even more emphasized because we're such a you know, a society that lives on the social media, especially in the creative industry, your business really th lives on the internet. It lives on Instagram and, you know, Google analytics are your validation. So Instagram likes are your validation, things like that. And so I feel like we have definitely naturally um, associate follower numbers and like numbers and 
number of visitors to your website and how many inquiries you get and things like that with um, a level of you know, how legit you are or how successful you are and things like that. And I definitely fall into that. And I mean, I do feel like there is some truth to that. Um, the more that people obviously are interested in you and um, looking to you as like a standard or in your industry or, you know, as potentially trusting you to be their photographer, it does say something about your work and you growing as an artist and a, a business person and, and things like that. But um, I think sometimes we put too much emphasis on it to the point where it can kind of like paralyze us a little bit. And, you know, if you're maybe you have like unrealistic ideas of what kind of validation you need, it can kind of hold you back from maybe moving forward because you're you're waiting for someone to tell you that it's okay and like yeah you're you're good enough to take the next step and things like that so i think there's definitely a point and i i had this in in my own journey too where you kind of have to be like just kind of trust yourself and trust that you've done a lot of research and you kind of know in your in your gut too um that if you're prepared for something there's part of you that i think always has that like a little bit of that imposter syndrome piece to it to being like a photographer or whatever industry that you're in but you kind of have to just trust that you've put, done your due dil due diligence and you know if someone is asking you to be there um they trust you and that you're capable capable um but there is there's a point where it can be a positive a positive thing and definitely like a hindrance to um i hope that makes sense yeah when you say the the imposter syndrome can be a positive uh or like because maybe i'll spit it back to what you just said like you it sounds like validation uh you know at first validation we kind of put it externally or like we let the clients validate us or we let our peers or our followers validate us when like the the older we get or the more into our business we get we start to validate ourselves um and it becomes this kind of internal dialogue um when you talk about yeah so when you talk about imposter syndrome being a positive thing um is it are you saying like the if it if you feel like an imposter it probably means you're doing the right thing or if you feel like an imposter like how, when i you know like how do you, how do you navigate that kind of self talk i don't necessarily think imposter syndrome is a positive thing i mean i just think that it's definitely I think it's more of like a sign the syndrome and like feeling like an imposter itself like that is not a positive thing but i think that it is a sign that like you're growing because i think often when imposter syndrome starts to like really kind of emerge is when you're getting all of the, when you start to get a lot of external validation and you're like oh like wait i'm not actually qualified to do this am i like there there can't be this many people that want me as their photographer or like things like that so i think that the feeling like an imposter itself is not is obviously not positive but i think it can be a sign of you growing as a creative and in your business and actually that you're like improving because i think a lot of the time the more validation you get the more you kind of start to like question yourself i mean some sometimes you're like oh like you know how could everyone really think that i'm this awesome or you know what i'm saying kind of like that like it's just kind of a, a sign of growth in your business in some sense. Almost like kind of if you start to feel like that, like kind of lean into the uncomfortable 
feeling. Yeah, exactly. Like it's gonna, growth is uncomfortable and, you know, change is scary and, and things like that. So you kind of have to like, just go with it and, you know, trust that you're in that spot for a reason and you have earned it and you deserve it and you're totally capable of, of being there and doing that job and doing it well. That's perfect. Um, I read on your site, I was reading a little bit about you that you got married and, you know, I think when we're, when we're kind of in the wedding game, uh, we can get a little jaded uh seeing you know 50 weddings a year or however many wedding projects you've seen over your career uh all the weddings start to look the same all of them start to feel the same they're kind of uh very predictable at times um with with you getting married what was how did that change your perspective uh as a wedding photographer um did you hire a wedding photographer for your wedding uh you know tell me a little bit about that yeah. I mean, honestly, I don't really think that all of the weddings that I've shot really made me not like, I don't think it affected my excitement level for my own wedding um, really at all. I was so excited for, um, you know, kind of like designing and curating, curating my day. And as a photographer, pictures are so important to me. So I was so excited to to like have pictures of my of, of like my engagement session and of my wedding. So I did hire a photographer that like I personally um, have really like looked up to and admired and, and love their style um, for my engagement pictures and my wedding pictures. And I think if anything, it just kind of made me more um, excited and kind of like passionate about what I do because I had, yes, been to a lot of weddings and I I honestly can't remember the last time I was invited to a wedding as a guest, but I have been to so many weddings like as a photographer. And sometimes I, um, yeah, like I do see a lot of the same things and, and things like that. But being the bride like on that side of the camera, I think it just, it kind of gave me um, even more of an appreciation for the photos because as a bride or as you know, the person getting married, you really are so busy and the day goes by so fast it kind of feels just like a blur and you're like did that really and you kind of wish you had been able to like take it in a little bit more so being able to go back and look at those pictures and really like live it all like over again and embrace kind of like how you're feeling in those moments and stuff I think it just made me really value the work that I do even more and understand like the importance of it even more um, after like, you know, how much my, like just seeing how my photography, um, or the pictures that I got of my wedding made me feel when I was looking at them and how important they are, they are to me. So I think that just made me more excited about my job. Honestly. What were some like were top two insights you saw, you know, from a photographer's perspective, being a bride that has changed the way you shoot, uh, weddings now? That's a good question. Um, I think like I, as the bride, really appreciated that my photographers had really paid a, like looked at what what my style was and what I wanted out of my um 
pictures and stuff. So they they really took time, I felt like, to get to know me, like, beforehand, too. And they had a good feel for, like, what the vision for the wedding day was. And so they weren't even from – they're from – they're from Michigan and Illinois, and then the wedding was in Iowa. So they got there like the a couple of days before, and they did a lot of scouting and stuff to like find the perfect spots that really like um, brought like reflected my style and reflected the day. So I think as the photographer, it kind of like that's something I guess I've taken away a little bit is just really be intentional about <clears throat> locations and finding things that work well for that bride and treating every bride like really, you know, tailoring the experience to them individually because um, you kind of, you want, I mean, obviously the style across weddings is is similar and like, especially as a, the photographer, your photos are similar, but you want each like wedding day and experience to feel unique and different for each bride. Has it changed the way that you've communicated with them or the way you kind of market them? Because now you can come to the conversation, uh, not just like, oh, me and my boyfriend, where, you know, we're thinking about getting married. Now you can be like, listen, girl, I've done this. I know I, I know what you're, it's going to be like on the day. This is what you, you think is going to happen. And this is what's actually going to happen. Have you have you been able to have like more in-depth conversations like that? Yeah, I think that I can. So something that I really value in my business is kind of being able to provide a little bit more of like a personal experience and really connect with my brides and clients on a more personal level and provide like um advice and assistance in more areas than than just photography so like for my seniors i like to help them pick out their outfits and then for brides i always say like if you have any questions about your day about just the wedding planning process in general like let me know just after planning my own I feel like I kind of <clears throat> like I had a planner and I had a lot of help but I learned a lot about the process and like I know that there will be at least one thing that probably doesn't go as planned and and things like that and so I just try and be kind of an open book and let them know that I'm really a, I'm their photographer but I'm also a friend and they can like lean on me if they have other questions like beyond wedding and stuff too. This might be a curveball question and uh and feel free to take your time on answering this one but um yeah what what is something in the wedding photography space whether it's working with clients or the day of or editing photos like what is something that if you could you know wave a magic wand and change one thing about the wedding photography space what would you change um i feel like there are still a lot of things about wedding photography that is kind of stiff um there i mean i'm all about tradition and you know having those um traditions and in, in place and stuff but i something about wedding photography that um that sometimes I feel like can be a little bit of a downfall is just how, um, you know, timelines and outlines of days and stuff. Like every A lot of the things are the same wedding to wedding. And I feel like sometimes it can become too regimented. Like, I feel like it would be so fun if the wedding was, weddings were just a little, and maybe it's just that I haven't had those clients yet, but I feel like, um, you know, you have the getting ready pictures and, and the bride and groom pictures and stuff, but then 
after that, it kind of, there's this point where you're sort of just shooting it to shoot and there's, it's hard to be like as creative. Um, and I really enjoy like that creative aspect of it, but sometimes with weddings, you know, you're, you're taking pictures of the, of the dance and then there's a cake cutting mm -hmm. and the speeches and then the family formals and things like that, which are all very important and 100% should be photographed. But I wish there was a way that you could almost kind of like mix up the format of a wedding just so it was a little bit more um, flowy and you could have more opportunities for like a little bit more creativity when it, when it came to the photos. I guess I'm not even totally sure how you would do that, but that that's just something about weddings that sometimes, especially when it, it comes around to editing picture, that, like the photos can be a little bit like, okay, now I have all of this photo and it's maybe not like as fun as the bride and groom sunset pictures, which are like the most fun to edit, that type of thing. Yeah, there's, yeah. I, I'm with you. And that's, I think that's what I was hinting at earlier, where like, a lot of the wedding stuff feels the same, like that you, you have to get that very like, there's the standard coverage, like, okay, first kiss, okay, walking down the aisle, okay, first dance, fa father, daughter, okay, what's in it? it's very, um, yeah, I'll, I'll agree with you. Like, it's uh, stiff. I, I think I think stiff is the right way to say it, it could be um, another way to put it, maybe like it just you almost want the schedule to feel a little bit more natural and and like if we want to linger on this moment it's okay we're going to linger on this moment we don't have to like okay it's 505 let's move to the next we have to move to the next segment yeah okay no i love that no that's uh that is my i'm with you that's my point of being jaded i'm like <laughs> it's like it's like yeah, 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 yeah no yeah. totally i do feel like like with my wedding um, my planner kind of did things a little bit differently and I loved that we made it a little bit more unique. It wasn't as traditional, like, um, timeline outline. So I felt like, like we, we didn't do a receiving line. We just kind of like went straight into like, um, some bride and groom pictures and everyone else had cocktail hour, which honestly, I feel like everyone kind of likes that. No one wants to have to sit in their seat and mine was outside in August. Mm -hmm. So so no one wants to have to really sit in their seat in the blazing sun and wait for us to like shake their hands and stuff. Um, it was just more natural to like mingle with people at the reception and at the dance. And we kind of like, as far as speeches and dancing went, we kind of spaced things out. So it's not like we didn't do all the dances at one time. They were like kind of like throughout the night. And then the speeches were at a different time. So we kind of mixed it up a little bit, which I thought was like fun and kind of like a fresh take. And so I guess um, it would be nice to see like more brides do that. Yeah, and and, and I'm with you. I think uh, you make me you make me think that the best weddings are for are when the bride and groom are from the wedding industry or some kind of event space because they've 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 seen it all. So it's like I don't want to do any of that. Um, my wife and I were the exact same. She came from uh, she worked at a vineyard. So she was, and she was, she was the events manager and I did videography. So I just did tons of wedding videos. Um, and our, we're like no speeches on the day of, we'll do the speeches on the rehearsal dinner, get all, get, get all the speeches out of the way. So that way, cause, cause there was nothing worse. I would always see that at the parties. 
you're dancing and then it'd be like okay i know everyone's a little buzz right now go back and sit down in your seats and listen to these people talk you know yeah even if they're a little cringy like <laughs> yes things like, like that yeah i didn't do we didn't do bouquet or garter toss i'm like i'm just we didn't do any like the shoe game i don't know if you've seen that we didn't do any games oh, yeah. um we just kind of we kept it it was more just tailored to things that we thought were really important and that we actually wanted and not just things that we thought that we had to do so i guess yeah that would be kind of like a piece of advice i would give mm -hmm. to brides is like don't feel like you have to do you know everything that like the dj might recommend or that everyone else has done like think of ways you can really tailor the day to you and your um spouse absolutely yeah and it's like uh but throughout this conversation i have to say like we can't it's we can't blame the bride and groom it's like th they have you know they have day jobs they are working full-time and planning a wedding or they it's like they're or you know then the, there's the family politics it's like there are everyone is as traditional as you think they are or they you know they want to break out but there's there's so much behind just like yeah i wish uh, I, and a lot of times they just don't know or they just haven't really maybe they've only been to like a handful of weddings and they mm -hmm. and they don't realize that like we're you know on as someone in the wedding industry we know that these certain things happen at every single wedding but we we're like oh they're doing like everyone does this but everyone there guests included like they just don't see it as much as we do so it might not be as it's a might be you know fun and unique for them which is great so definitely not like dissing that or anything it's just i would let as a photographer i think it'd be fun to see a little bit more variety and yeah the structure of weddings yep yep i want to ask you now about the other aspects of your business and how you've kind of you know you started you start you started in one point in high school and in college as a photographer and you've gotten better and better over the last few years it's like where do you see your business evolving and are there you know at the beginning you talked about you do wedding photography commercial work senior portraits is there are there parts of your business that you're thinking about phasing out over the next few years are there is there anything on the horizon coming up that you want to move more into i think that it's been really interesting to see how what i enjoy shooting and the kind of work that i like to do evolves as i get older i think when i was um like a little bit younger even just a couple years ago i'm like i don't want to do any more family sessions like family pictures is not something that i enjoy um you know i just want to do weddings and things like that and then but now anymore like i mean i'm not gonna have kids anytime super soon but i'm like more getting to more of that stage of life and i'm like I actually really enjoy this and these are so special and it's so cute how they have, you know, how much important it is to the moms and it's just, I value it more just like as I get older. So it, it, it's interesting to see how, yeah, the kind of work that I enjoy doing kind of evolves as I um, phase, you know, get into different stages of life. So I don't really see myself at, like completely um, eliminating like a certain category of photography, but I can see myself doing more um, family work than maybe I have done in the past years. And then something I would like to start incorporating more of is like interior photography. So um, like whether it's for builders in the area or interior designers in the area, I think like styling and staging and photographing like homes would be um, a really cool thing to add into my 
portfolio and just kind of adding a little bit more of like a lifestyle element that way with more of like home and family um, in addition to like photography and seniors or like wedding photography and seniors. So um, that's kind of what I'm thinking. I, I definitely struggled with this question though because like I was telling you a little bit earlier before we um, started recording that I just I, there's a, all this pressure in the creative industry, especially in photography to like pick your thing. Like you don't want to be the everything girl or like you want to be the go-to photographer for one thing. And I feel like that is sometimes really hard to do, especially if you're just like for two reasons. One, if you're just starting out, it's really hard to say I'm only doing this kind of photography because if you're trying to make it, you obviously need to just take whatever work is coming your way until you get to a point where you can say, I'm getting enough of this kind of work that I don't have to financially take on other kinds of work. Um, so for that reason, and then the second reason I think a little bit is just location. Like I live in central Iowa. And so yes, there are a lot of weddings, but there are also a lot of wedding photographers and, but it's still not as populated of an area as like East coast and and West Coast. So I feel like for me to only be a wedding photographer would be a, a little bit harder to do um, just as far as like making sure I'm getting enough enough work. And not to say that that's impossible. I, I'm sure that I could do that at some point. But just for where I'm at right now in my business, I feel like financially that maybe wouldn't be the best move. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely want to start like incorporating more, um, like home and family in addition to, um, weddings and, and things like that. I can even see myself honestly in the future years, maybe like taking on less weddings, but making sure they're like really like my ideal client, my ideal wedding. And then like, um, just doing a few of them in the busy season as like I start to have kids and stuff so I can be around more like on the weekends and then definitely focusing maybe more on the commercial work and um, family sessions and seniors and then having my weddings be kind of like reserved for a little bit higher price point and um, something that I'm really passionate about uh, shooting. For a personal brand like that or, you know, just a, a one person photography brand, does it I've de – because I've debated this too, like – and I've talked about this with clients, is it a good idea to do, is to create a sister brand, is to kind of create two separate companies for each service that you offer, or does it make, or does it make sense to kind of keep it all together? Because it seems like you have, you have Alex, Alexa Karen photography as one, as one brand, but have you, is there a wedding side where only your brides see it and, and only your commercial clients see this other side? Yeah, I've really played with, I've thought about all of this stuff because I, I'm very, I do a lot of research. I look, you know, a lot like what other photographers are doing and, and how they are doing the social media thing and, and things like that. And I thought I've seen so many different ways of doing it. I've seen people who kind of have like their family baby account and then they have a completely different so they'll have like you know alexa karen photography and then they'll have a different account that's like alexa karen weddings or something like that and so like i've thought about doing that but i i just i don't know i feel like for me i like to be like i like the idea of kind of like be working with someone 
throughout like these different stages and phases of life. So maybe I do their wedding at some point and then, you know, maybe I do their newborn pictures at a different point. So some things like that, just for them to be able to like see me as being a part of like their life beyond weddings and kind of, I hear a lot about, you know, give people more than one reason to follow you or to like engage with you. Um, and so I feel like if I was to create account an account completely separate, like for weddings or a website separate for weddings, A, that would just be a lot to manage um, as one person. And B, I, I just don't know that for my brand and how I want my clients to like relate to me, if that would work as well. I feel like that might be a little bit less personable. And I definitely want to keep that like really hands-on personable um, aspect to my business. So the two brands that you do have are your photography brand and then you have your personal brand. Tell me a little bit about the origin of the personal brand. Did that did was that did that happen before the photography or was photography first and then the personal brand? Yeah. So I was kind of telling you I am a super multi-passionate person and I I do have a lot of interests. I'm kind of a the type of person that if I have a hobby, I'm almost kind of thinking about like how I can turn it into a business. Um, sometimes I feel like that's maybe not a positive thing because something should maybe just stay a hobby. But I've kind of, it makes sense in my head how all of these things relate. So my personal brand is um, just a little bit more of like my lifestyle in general. And I would really like that to become more, I actually, I'm working on um, a new website and that's going to be launched later later this month. And it's just going to be kind of like an integration of um, photography and then also have like a really strong like lifestyle, like personable um, couple pages that are more just like geared towards my life and travel and wellness and things like that too. Um, so my personal brand is is definitely more geared towards my lifestyle and a little bit more on like the wellness, fashion, travel, things like that. Um, I'd love for that to be like a little bit more of like a blog. Um, and then the photography is kind of like my, like obviously my business, my money maker, but I feel like it, it really complements my personal brand too, because both are require the photography of some sort. And then like the strategy, business, writing, things like that side of it with the, um, you know, having the one website and working on blog posts for both like personal things and photography sessions. And then the podcast kind of came out of, so, um, like my passion for just all of these things. The podcast is, um, something that I started with my husband this past spring. Um, and it's geared towards wellness, career and lifestyle. So he actually does videography with me. So we'll do a lot of weddings together. He's the videographer and then I'm the photographer. So we talk a lot about videography and photography, and then we're both very passionate about health and wellness and, and fitness. I kind of mentioned that was something I had thought about taking uh, as like a career. And then he actually just graduated from medical school and is very into um, like weightlifting and things like that. So we have a lot of conversations about that. And then um, we interview um different people in different businesses. So I've had a couple conversations with um, an entrepreneur in the fitness space and then also in the jewelry designing space is an interview I'm working on editing right now, actually. Um, so just kind of like a well-rounded um, space that kind of hits like all of our different interests and a lot of our different like passions and kind of 
um, with the goal of it being a place people can like listen to, um, like rec so they can listen to it like recreationally and then also be able to walk away from most episodes with like tangible like advice and implementable like action like steps they can like put into their life to whether it's they're trying to like build out a more healthy lifestyle or grow a business or start a blog or things like that too so that's kind of where they both sort of meet where the intersection of like photography business and then like my personal lifestyle blog brand me is like on the podcast if that makes sense you talked that you like strategy um how does the personal brand in the podcast where kind of in your universe that how does that fit into your strategy is the idea to eventually monetize those separately or are those two aspects there to kind of reinforce the photography business right now i feel like they definitely serve as um like reinforcement to the photography business they're kind of are just um giving people more of like a relatable um a place where they can like really relate to me i kind of mentioned this how you should i like the idea of giving people more than one reason to like engage with you and follow you and so i feel like if people can like come to me um for photography and then they see that i also have like this um, background or expertise in this other area that, you know, that gives them more reason to like engage with me beyond when they're just needing a photographer. So right now in that sense, I feel like the blog is serving my photography business or having my personal brand serve my photography business and just helping my followers and clients kind of get to know me a little bit better and see more of like my human side, I suppose, beyond the photography um, brand. But I think at some point, especially as I like start to you know, um, put down roots and have a family and things like that. I would love for my blog to kind of become maybe even, you know, a, a maybe the photography business kind of serves the blog. I would love to monetize it at some point and really dive in and hone in on my like personal brand and growing a from that way. It is such a saturated space. So I know that it's tricky, but that would definitely be something that I would love to use the the skills and the connections and things that I have developed with photography and kind of like really try and grow the the personal side of my business. But for now, I think it's kind of, it's a fun outlet. It's a fun hobby, definitely. And like the off season, something that I focus a little bit more on, but I think that that and the podcast would be things that I would love to make more time for and, you know, have days of the week where I really focus on those that that kind of work and growing those sides of my my brand and the things that I do. So yeah, that's kind of my mindset for how it all relates. Um, I think some people are like, "Oh, you just do everything," and I'm like, "Yes, but I promise." In my head, it makes sense and it's strategic. And I think at some point, um, it'll all kind of like really flow. In some sense, I'm sort of in like the beginning stages of the podcast and getting that off the ground. And I haven't been as consistent with posting on my personal account as I would like to and things like that. But as soon as I kind of like really develop a format for how I want to um, operate each business and how they re relate to each other, I think that it's really going to um, boom and help. Everything is going to play off each other and help each other grow. That's perfect. You're your answer will probably be preaching to the choir a little bit, but um, I've done a lot of resources about 
starting a personal brand and trying to convince people to start their own personal brand did was there any kind of convincing or like hyping you up self-talk pep pep talk to start the personal brand side of uh alexa karen or uh or, or did it kind of naturally happen or i think that's something that i've always just kind of naturally wanted to do honestly i feel like the alexa karen brand sort of existed before the alexa karen like photography account i mean i've had my personal instagram account before i had my photography account and it wasn't until like 2017 that my photography count follower wise like passed my personal um account so i think in a sense like my person my personal account the personal brand it's not something that i like forced or tried to develop to grow my my photography business that's just some that's just me that's just something that i've i've had and that i um continue to grow just as i evolve as a person and then hopefully just because i do have you know, a wide range of expertise and a wide range of interests and this like kind of unique style that I can take that that personal brand and grow it to be something bigger. But it was definitely something that kind of just like existed, honestly, like before the photography even. And then it's something that has just kind of grown with me and I would like to give a little bit more attention to. But the photography has definitely been like the thing that has been kind of that really exploding in the past few years. So I've kind of been all about putting my energy into that and just trying to keep up with it, honestly. Um, I want to shift now to maybe a few takeaways for the listeners, the, you know, if they're, they're kind of young photographers out there or photographers who are trying to get started or get better at their business. Um, what are some things that you're leaning into for 2020 and maybe something that you would uh, tell other photographers that, uh, you know, to kind of lean into for the rest of the year. Like if you're hesitant about this, I recommend that you really focus on this one aspect of your business or this one, uh, you know, this one technique. Yeah. I mean, I think that with 2020 as a photographer, it's everything has been, I mean, it's not that weddings have been canceled. It's just that a lot of weddings have been like postponed. And so it's not like we're lose. I think some people have probably lost business, but I think most of it is just being like shifted back. So I think, um, like as a photographer in 2020, a wedding photographer in 2020, something that's really important to like think about as far as, um, client relations go is just being really awesome at communicating. I, um, when the whole pandemic first happened and quarantine was like really becoming a thing, I actually reached out to my wedding planner. I'm like, Hey, I think we need to like collaborate on creating some sort of resource for brides um, just to like give them some an idea of what to do because this isn't really something that anyone plans for or foresees being like a risk in planning a wedding. So we actually collaborated right away and I released a blog post um, on more of like my blog website um, about how to, you know, handle like how to pivot your wedding plans in amidst a pandemic. And uh, we provided like really actionable steps for for people to take away. So just looking at how instead of being like stressed out and thinking of it as a negative, looking at how you can use this to like build up your relationship with your clients and provide, you know, resources and um, value to your following and your and your clients um, beyond the service that you normally provide for them and really use your expertise to um 
you know, build up your relationships and your, um, yeah, that, that relationship between you and your, and your client and how you can use the situation that is rather unfortunate to, um, actually help your business and rather than focusing on how it's hurting it, um, is something that I would lean into for the rest of 2020. And then also just getting excited about next year on like, what are you, like, what are your plans going to be? What are your goals and not getting too wrapped up in the chaos that is 2020. Yeah. What are some things you think photographers might regret that they didn't do in 2020? If, you know, if everyone is postponed to 2021 and they can't really book clients right now and they may be sitting at home, they may not have much to do, or they may find a little bit more free time on their hand. Like what are some things that you think they're going to regret not doing in 2020? Yeah. Yeah. I think that a big thing would be like personal development. And I feel like we hear that all the time, but it is so important. And thinking about ways you can, like, if you don't have any, not so much right now, but I think more like in the spring. And um, I guess if you do have still have some of that downtime that you're not used to really taking advantage of that opportunity to work on yourself and work on your business. And maybe um, those things that are hanging over your head as far as like, updating your blog on your website, rebranding, um, you know, maybe looking into like investing in some online education, things like that. Um, just don't, don't freeze with everything else. Just keep moving forward in whatever capacity that you can. Um, even if you have to like, maybe even pay a little bit to do that for like a course or a book or things like that, but keep moving forward um, in whatever capacity that you can, and that makes sense for you. So, uh, Alexa, where can we find your work uh, and your social media, podcast, all that? Plug away. Yes. So, I am on Instagram at Alexa Karen Photo is where you can find my photography page, and then at Alexa Karen is more my personal brand, and then the podcast is um, at It's Us Podcast, all one word, and I have everything linked to each other in my bio. So if you go to one of those accounts, you'll find the other ones. Um, and then my website uh, right now is alexacarenphoto.com. But I think when this, depending on when this comes out, it might just be, I think it'll be alexacaren.com by then. I'm kind of going through a, a rebrand and relaunching, but that website link and stuff will be put in my Instagram bios right away. So I'd say Instagram is a good place to, to look for me. Cool. All right, Alexa, thanks for being on the show. Yes, thank you so much. Okay, episode's over. Before you swipe away, I have two things for you to check out. Okay, maybe three, but just kind of stick with me. Number one is my daily email for photographers. Each day I'm sending out short, actionable lessons on how to improve the business side of your photography business. You'll learn about marketing, strategy, pricing your work, and so much more. Sign up for the first five lessons on jordanpanderson.com. It's my name with .com. It's, it's pretty easy to remember. Number two, and this is a big one, I'm offering one-on-one -on -one coaching for photographers who are looking to accelerate their business, get consistent leads, and build a brand they're proud of. Schedule a time to chat at jordanpanderson.com slash coaching. Last is number three. It's this podcast. I'm not asking you to subscribe or go leave a review on Apple Podcasts. That's a little bit, it's a little bit overdone. But I am asking you to go back, find an episode that resonates with you, download it, and give it a listen. My name is Jordan P. Anderson. I help photographers who hate marketing, and I'll see you on the next episode.